0: Welcome to our fourth episode of Global Tech Swamp. We have our host and EU team here today. Hi, Anna. Hi, Alex. Hi, Morgan. Hi. Um, And of course, this is Alex. So in light of the ongoing discussions around the role of online platforms, today we'll talk about the future of the app economy and innovations. We'll be joined by one of our members to discuss their business and how app makers have been fundamental in helping businesses and our society in general adapt to the coronavirus pandemic. But first, EU Explained and the latest headlines in Brussels.
1: With all the recent discussion around platforms and gatekeepers in the EU, we want to go over the European Commission's power in terms of enforcing competition rules. Long story short, the European Commission is a superpower when it comes to competition law. And this comes from the fact that when the EU was founded, the first member states wanted to protect and ensure the functioning of the so-called European Common Market, now known as the Single Market. This led to competition law being included in the treaties on the functioning of the European Union. And over the years, European competition law has gradually gained importance over national laws, and the power of the European Commission has been continuously extended uh, with the active support of the case law of the European Court of Justice. So today, broadly speaking, the European Commission has exclusive competences to rule on antitrust, on state aid, on public undertakings and services, and merger control when it has a European dimension. And importantly, any European industrial policy is subordinated to competition policy. And today, the current commissioner for competition, Margaret Vestager, also functions as the Commission's executive vice president for Europe, fit for the digital age. And while having more than one portfolio may not be new, combining this important policy coordination function and enforcement duties is a novel approach and tells quite a lot on the European Commission's ambitions. And so that's all for EU Explained. And now it's time for Brussels Bites.
0: I know that with summer break, things are pretty slow in Brussels, but are there any headlines we should know about?
2: Well, in newly no longer EU country, the UK, (laughs) the Supreme Court has just issued the long-awaited decision in the case Unwired Planet International versus Huawei Technologies. The ruling held that UK courts have the jurisdiction to determine the terms of a global license directed at standard essential patents, including the royalty rates. As a reminder, a standard essential patent is a patent for a technology that has been deemed essential to a standard. We believe that the ruling sets a dangerous precedent that will be disastrous for small innovators who use standard essential patents in their products. And we are particularly concerned that our members will be subject to ever more litigation and forced into license contracts that are unfair and unreasonable. We'll link to our full statement on this ruling in the show notes.
1: The European Commissioner for Internal Market, Thierry Breton, announced that he has no intention to buy to ban TikTok in Europe, despite of the controversy surrounding the very popular app. As a reminder, TikTok is facing a ban in the United States, and as U.S. lawmakers fear the app-span company, By dance could give the Chinese government access to users' data. Audre Breton stated that the U.S. administration is right to recognize that there are issues with data ownership. He argued that any companies welcoming the EU, as long as the storage and the processing of the data of Europeans is done in Europe and adheres to the European data protection rules. And TikTok recently announced It has the intention to open a data centre in Dublin. Remember, in our
2: last EU podcast episode, we talked about the future of Privacy Shield? Well, Max Schrems, the same privacy activist who filed the complaint that triggered the invalidation of the Privacy Shield, just filed another 101 complaints with data regulators in 30 European countries. This time, Schrems is going up against websites that still use tools like Google Analytics or Facebook Connect, which transmit user data to their parent companies in the US. He argued that neither Google Analytics nor Facebook Connect are essential to run these web pages and are services that could have been replaced or at least deactivated by now. We will see if these complaints also end up in the European Court of Justice.
1: The French tax authorities are continuing the crackdown on digital giants. Facebook is the latest company to agree on a settlement and now has to pay 106 million euros to pay back taxes and penalties for the years 2009 to 2018. Facebook allegedly optimized its effective tax rate um, in France by following sales to other subsidiaries in different European countries. Previously, other tech companies such as Google, Apple, Amazon and Microsoft have had to pay back taxes also in France for exactly the same reasons. Companies seem to be able to avoid uh, public fights if they settle with tax authorities directly, and this seems to be a new strategy by the French authorities. EU
2: Trade Commissioner Phil Hogan recently stepped down from his role in what has been called the Golfgate scandal. (laughs) Reports emerged that Hogan had travelled across Ireland without respecting COVID-19 restrictions, attending a golf society dinner with more than 80 people in the room. In Ireland, such gatherings were still banned for health reasons, so the move sparked public outrage and political backlash from the Irish and European governments. He was appointed for the important trade portfolio, so Hogan's departure creates a challenge for European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen, who will now quickly need to uh, find a replacement amid difficult trade talks with the U.S., China, and the U.K. And that's all for Brussels Bites. For some context on our policy discussion today, it's useful to consider the recent debate around the role of platforms such as app stores and the impact they have on innovation and competition. There's much to be said about the benefits of lower transaction costs, a single point of distribution and of discovery for users, and a homogenous ecosystem that have generated a fast-growing app economy that continues to thrive. We know that trusted app stores serve as a vital foundation of the app economy and ensure that the uses of apps across industries and enterprises continue to grow. Today, however, we want to talk about the positive impact the app industry has had during the COVID-19 crisis. For example, apps are supporting contact tracing efforts and are helping people around the world to find new ways to connect, study, work, communicate, and much more.
1: And so today we have with us Francesco Ronchi, um, CEO and founder of Synesthesia, so leading app development agency based in Italy. Um, so at Synesthesia, innovation is always a central focus, and there's been a lot during COVID-19. Hi, Francesco, welcome.
3: Hi, thank you, thank you for having me, and uh, hello to everybody.
1: Hi, it's great to have you here. So before we dig into the topic, maybe you can introduce a bit more the company and and its story.
3: Yes, of course. Uh, welcome. Mm, Synesthesia was born more or less 10 years ago uh, in Italy. Um, I am one of the founders of, of the company itself. Um, from the beginning we focused a lot uh, on the software development of mobile apps specifically. Um, but uh, uh, we, we grew uh, quickly both, both in number of people and, uh, and also in a number of Different activities we carried on. So uh, currently we count more or less uh, 100 people, um, and we focus on four main uh, uh, areas, uh, pillars of activity. The, the first one is the software development, uh, where mobile uh, mobile app development is the is the um, biggest one and the one we are more recognized uh, uh, in the market uh, in, in, in the context of digital transformation we also do um, communication uh, marketing and, uh, and communication in, in digital in the digital area and uh, we started uh, uh, some years ago also to organize events tech events big uh, big tech events here in Italy some created by us some. Uh, licensed by external companies, external um, organization. And of course, as as you mentioned, we have a specific area uh, aimed to to be an innovation enabler, it's called innovation enabler, uh, where we work with startups, uh, small companies, small innovative companies, and also corporations, uh, innovation, uh, and uh, we provide uh, many different uh, activities such as uh, research, and, research and development as a services, scouting of innovative uh, uh, solution, and open innovation in general.
2: That's really interesting. Um, so right from the start of the coronavirus pandemic, you and Synesthesia have been very active to fully switch your operations online, and helping not only our customers, but also other companies to reinvent themselves digitally. So, can you explain some of the steps you've taken during COVID-19? Uh,
3: yes, of course. Well, the, 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 first, uh, the first priority we had is to um, secure every, everyone. Uh, so, safety first. Uh, we started working uh, in, uh, in uh, smart working uh, since before it was mandatory uh, by, by the government and uh, so we um, we had the the, the lack uh, of being um, already um, using a lot of uh, you know uh, agile development uh, um, methodologies so it was easy for, for us to switch to a full uh, smart working uh, Um, model to carry on with the the development and the software factory. Other areas of the company uh, were more affected by the the coronavirus. Uh, As you can imagine, the uh, the area um, involved with events, organization and training, the the Academy, the Synesthesia Academy, uh, was uh, strongly hit by the impossibility to, to organize uh, physical events and physical training. Uh, we, already, um, we were already investigating the, the opportunity to take online this, uh, these events uh, and uh, in particular uh, um, the, the events that uh, I mentioned before, DroidCon, this, that's the international Android conference that we host in Turin since uh, uh, six years and uh, Zwift the the sister conference uh, for uh, Apple Apple developers, and um, so we moved online uh, both conferences and changing completely the paradigm behind the the conference. So, um, for example, uh we we launched a, a series of uh, webinars uh, uh, divided in different uh, uh, divided in different moments uh, in different weeks uh, and uh, we change uh, uh, the way we um, propose the contents as well because uh, a, a physical event is very different uh, from uh, a virtual event so also the paradigm has to be changed. Uh, in, in, this, uh, in this direction. Um, within our academy, we uh, also organized uh, uh, training courses, activities for children. Uh, the, the, um, the project is called Future Makers, and uh, it started way before the coronavirus, mm-hmm. and um, also, also Future Maker became uh, an online activity. So, uh, these training activities uh, include uh, uh, every kind of technology and um, uh, game-making, website creation, um, different different, uh, um, uh, STEM, so uh, science, technology, engineering, mathematics uh, uh, activities for children. Uh, that had to move online as well, just like uh, um, the other activity uh, we, we, we were carrying on, uh, the, the other training activities. So uh, we created Future maker at Home that uh, consisted into uh, a YouTube channel allowing families and children to, uh, s- to follow the, the live uh, um, training uh, training session and also uh, some other courses, uh, other training activities online, uh, using uh, other uh, tools uh, like uh, Google Meet uh, and uh, and uh, similar uh, similar solutions. Um, and the, the, this was very important to keep uh, alive uh, our community. Uh, to to stay in touch with the customer and uh, and uh, uh, on on one side so uh, you know for for Droidcon and with uh, Viftiros for the attendees and um, people um, that 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 uh, um, are interested into into this kind of, of contents uh, and of course and of course was very important for the children as well and the families. Uh, because many of them uh, um, during the pandemic uh, um, were uh, <laughs> stuck in front of a tv or uh, a yes. playstation uh, and so we, we allowed them to um, to enjoy an activity that was uh, entertaining but in, in uh, the same time at the same time they were able to learn uh, Something uh, and to enjoy uh, um, a a very um, an activity that that was important for their growth and for uh, for, uh, their future as well.
1: Mm -hmm. And um, yes, in STEM classes for children. Um, seem more relevant than ever but you don't only uh, teach uh, children you also provide uh, training activities for example for teacher teachers um, that want to step up uh, their digital skills and you've partnered with the local authorities uh, especially the city of Turin Um, so you did this with a partner right you um, so yes of course
3: uh yeah we we carried on also also as you said uh, different partnership one one uh, with the city of Turin uh, that started started a program uh, in order to uh, help teachers to embrace the digital technologies but not just the technology uh, also well, one, one of the biggest problems uh, in teaching uh, um, online and not, uh, uh, and not directly uh, in, a, in, a, in a class uh, um, is not just the technology, of course the t- teacher needs to know how the, the digital tools work but they also need to understand uh, that um, the way you teach can change um, dramatically Uh, when when you're not in front of the children, of the kids, uh, you are teaching to, Because uh, the interaction is completely different, the attention that you can get is completely different. So what we did is to provide uh, training on both the digital uh, tools and uh, um, uh, the methodology of teaching introducing uh, gamification so we based our um, our courses for, for teachers uh, on uh, in introducing gamification techniques in order to uh, to get the attention uh, con- and the engagement of, of uh, the audience of the of the children uh, while they they teach online. So this is this is something that makes the difference uh, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So this was very successful. Uh, we partnered with a company that provides digital content to schools. Uh, that's, that it's called Skill Online. Uh, and with them we started to to distribute these uh, training courses uh, online uh, with, the, with with a very uh, good interest uh, from from the school uh, all around the country
1: wow these are these are actually wonderful initiatives and um this is actually what the app economy is all about right uh, making services and content that's available uh and accessible uh, to all so thank you yeah. everything for what you're doing and what your colleagues um have been doing as well yeah and as we just heard and
2: we see it every day the the coronavirus has really forced a lot of changes in how we live and work and learn and technology, including apps, have been a huge part of that. And so I'd be interested to hear as, as the pandemic continues and thinking about when we will maybe get beyond that, how do you see, what do you see as the biggest challenges and opportunities?
3: Well, we have in front of us uh, uh, a, a lot of uncertainty. We, when when, when everything started, nobody could uh, imagine uh, how how long uh, the the pandemic uh, was going to be, uh, and when it it was going to last uh, and to finish. Uh, Still now, it's very difficult to to make prediction on when we will uh, go back to something that we can call normal, because. Um, everybody agree more or less that we won't go back to the previous normal Um, we are going to to something that will be different Uh, in the meantime we need to uh, coexist with the virus and find uh, some way to um, to do it in the best way in the best possible way Uh, one of the positive uh, things that that, uh, the the coronavirus change in the world is the adoption of digital solution and digital in general, digital tools uh, that that raised a lot and this can be very positive in many many different way uh, because digital uh, tends to be in the long term, cheaper for uh, for uh, the users, for the customer, uh, it tends to be more more uh, uh, useful than, than t- uh, it allows and enables uh, uh, many uh, many things uh, uh, that, that we couldn't imagine uh, before. So, um, for for people for companies that work in the digital sector, this is a huge opportunity. Uh, both for uh, provide solution and to create innovative, innovative solutions that were not um, uh, thinkable before the virus, before so, some kind uh, uh, of needs uh, arose between uh, between the customers. One example is the menu. Uh, this was a simple example, the menu for the restaurants. Uh, now every restaurant has a QR code pointing to, to the menu, Uh, for for what you can drink and what you can eat at the the restaurant. Uh, It was impossible to imagine uh, such a widespread use of QR code and uh, a digital version of the menu before. And this is also an opportunity uh, to add value to what it was uh, the paper menu before. Um, for now the, the, this is not this is not happening restaurants are just providing a link to a web page or a pdf containing the menu but uh, uh, a lot of innovation can be done uh, by in, uh, taking advantage of this change this is a very simple idea you i can uh, you know, um, in, introduces suggestions, hints uh, uh, in the menu. I can uh, order directly from the table. I can provide feedback. I can add, add a lot of different uh, opportunities inside inside that is uh, uh, this this simple uh, uh, this simple menu. So what I think is that um, there is a lot of uh, innovation that have been enabled. Uh, and opportunities that have been enabled by by the coronavirus uh, and um, the use the, the increasing use uh, of uh, e-commerce, uh, for example, is another huge example that we have in front of us, and um, it, we need we we have to take advantage of this, of course, uh, because this is going to help. Uh, to uh, to arrive uh, uh, to the end of the crisis in, in for for, our, for the company for the uh, software company for the digital companies and not just for the digital companies in general for for the uh, com- the ecosystem of companies and um, the the crisis is going to to end hopefully and we will see probably a bounce. In the end, that uh, is going to, to like every crisis uh, does, uh, is going to be um, an- another in very interesting opportunities, and we will really need to be ready uh, to take advantage of of the bounce uh, in terms of, uh, uh, of course, consumption, uh, optimism of the. Um, general consumer and in in general of the economy.
1: And um, so you've partly already responded to my next question, but um, so the app uh, ecosystem will be evolving um, and it forces companies to innovate. do you see really this um, as an opportunity for smaller companies uh, to be able to really compete with the larger brands and uh, and reach a, a global market easily? Um, how do you see this for, for SMEs and independent developers compared to, uh, I would say, uh, uh, those that have a, a larger co- uh, customer base?
3: Well, I think that um... In the context of uh, the the coronavirus in general, um, there are a lot of uh, interesting opportunities for local companies as well, and uh, for small markets uh, as well. Because uh, since uh, we are seeing um, an increase of the adoption uh, of digital tools and digital solutions uh, such as mobile apps, uh, by uh, also by small smaller companies, because every every company now in some way um, is, is facing some digital transformation, an acceleration of the digital transformation process. So this is going to help uh, um, opening uh, new opportunities. Um, the, the difficulties reaching the global market. Uh, uh, are the same uh, that we always had uh, uh, especially for Europe uh, uh, Europe is very frag- fragmented uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, culture uh, and uh, legislation and uh, you know everything that, that uh, uh, makes it uh, harder to, to scale a startup. up but this is going to um, to change, hopefully for the better, uh, if, um, if the regulator uh, hopefully try to provide a, a common ground uh, for, um, uh, for the digital market.
1: Yeah, for sure, the, the digital single market is uh, it's not uh there yet, but uh, we're working at the, towards it. Well, thank you, Francesco, very much for sharing um, your story and your insights on the app economy. It's great to hear uh, from members and, uh, and what they're doing on a daily basis. So, uh, thank you again, and hopefully, uh, we'll be able to talk again uh, uh, in the future on another topic. Thank you.
3: Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you again.
0: All right, now it is time for Random Identifier. Anna, I'm going to kick it to you first.
2: Okay, so this week, <laughs> mine is a podcast recommendation, which I hope is allowed since we're on a podcast. So Definitely allowed. Of course, my first recommendation <laughs> is Tech Swamp, always. <laughs> always. Um, but yeah, so anyone who knows me knows that I listen to probably too many podcasts. But my newest obsession is the Michelle Obama podcast which was launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, She has really cool guests like her husband, Conan O'Brien, her brother, her mom, I think, um, just her girlfriends. So really she just like talks to her close friends and her family members and talks about her own life and issues that are important to her. And what makes it so good is not only that you get to hear um, from really smart people talk about really important and current issues, Mm -hmm. but also she's really good at just making you feel like you're her friend. so i eagerly await wednesdays now when there's a new episode yeah, just like nice. i hope our listeners await new episodes of tech Swamp. definitely <laughs> i think the dream
0: really is to be michelle obama's friend so, seriously yeah yeah i love that
3: yeah um, and i've heard great things
0: and every time i read like her little synopsis on instagram of like what she's going to talk about during her podcast yeah. i'm always like yeah all of those things i would also like to talk about yeah and they're
2: Obama. they're really good they're yeah. like an hour long and really interesting conversations. It feels like you're talking to people like in the room almost, which with COVID is a little less possible. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. That's awesome. I love
0: that. Um, good recommendation.
2: Um, Thank all you. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Morgan, what, what do you have for us this, this month? It's a bit lighter. (laughs) (laughs) So I just read this week that Elon Musk mentioned that there's a very good chance that settlers for the first Mars missions will die. So that's extremely very, that's really encouraging (laughs) for all of those. That's not light at all. (laughs) Yeah. In case you are planning a life change, so you know that might not happen. Um, So they're working uh, really hard apparently right now to minimize all risks. of death by a hardship yeah. or accident, and so well, I, I guess like Mars was always going to be a one-way ticket, right? Right. But, um, <laughs> it so, had to um, be. <laughs> but now they know. Uh, well, it's good to know that um, they're working to have people die from a more pleasant death. Like oh, I <laughs> so I guess
0: that. I guess that's nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: it's a positive spin. Yeah, so, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, in case, just so it's out there, so everybody knows that uh, some plants uh, might can tell.
0: Yeah, <laughs> space travel, like in theory, is a thing that is just like so wonderful and fascinating and exciting. But like in practice, is so unbelievably insane. Like if you really think about it, like yeah. it's just insane. <laughs> so like, not like never for get me. me to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm glad that there are people who are willing to do it. Like that's very important. Um,
1: Apparently, yeah, many people signed up when he first announced it yeah. and uh, saying, yeah, I really want to go to Mars. It's like, yeah, but you'll never come back. Right.
0: Like, then, like, you're going to be on Mars. Like,
2: that's it. Like, I mean, I understand wanting to leave the planet, but yeah. I don't know if with that outcome, it's still that attractive. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I agree. Um, you're stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: well, my random identifier is uh, basically there's a theme which is that i like to talk about things that i'm watching and i have currently been binge watching lucifer which is a show that originally started like on network tv and then got canceled and then picked up <laughs> or like saved by netflix um and it's delightful it's like a you know like a crime show but like uh, the like twist is that like the you know civilian who like joins the police force is like the devil um and it's mindless it's so great it's like maybe a little bit stupid but in the most wonderful way um and i love it and it's been a great binge watch so far i
2: think Um, mindless tv is something that like we all need right now oh yeah it's very important
1: yeah (laughs) extremely important sometimes just to log off and do they show it in europe I, i need to check that
0: oh yeah i don't know Maybe cuz it's a Netflix original. I think maybe they would, right? Cuz oh, yeah. don't they show yeah. Netflix original shows everywhere? Yeah, I, I don't think know. it might be on Netflix. Yeah. I'm curious. I if they do, I would be curious to know if they do. It's delightful. It's like it's like just enough uh like sort of interesting storylines that like it keeps your attention, but like it doesn't require your like deep
1: thoughts. You know? that's anyway. important yeah, yeah it's all you need in the evening so yeah that's good that, exactly I'm going to watch next
0: <laughs> um, well we've reached the end of Tech Swamp we hope that you enjoyed listening to this EU edition if you want further information don't hesitate to go to our website and our podcast page where we'll have notes on today's episode that include links to all
1: the good stuff and you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher to be updated on all our latest podcasts. And to follow what we're doing on a daily basis, you can always follow us on Twitter at EU
0: Appmakers. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Until next time.